Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. All right, you guys, this is going to be such a great interview with Kristen Westcott today. We're going to be talking about what happens when you overinvest in support when you're not quite ready. Wow, I can't talk today. And this isn't, we were talking about this before we started recording, but this isn't a topic that people really talk about, or at least that I've heard people talk about. So I'm really excited to dive into this and just talk through what happened to both of us? Because I've made this mistake in the past too. So we're going to talk about the thought process that went into this for both of us, how it affected our growth, and then what we learned from it. So let's dive right in. First, Kristen, do you want to just introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are and what you do in your business? Absolutely. So my name is Kristen Westcott and I live in Niagara Falls, Ontario. So just north of the New York border. Um, I'm a mom with two little girls and I run an online business where I work as a business growth and systems strategist. So what that means is I work with people who are kind of hovering around that six figure mark. They've got something going really well. And now they're trying to figure out, oh my goodness, I am maxed for capacity. I am maxed for time. How do I grow this? How do I make things easier? The whole reason I got into business was to like spend time with my family and have flexibility and freedom. And I am not having that at all. So what I do is I support them in figuring out what kind of systems they can put in place to kind of help get some of that work off their plate. Because a lot of times as you're making it to six figures for the first time, you've tried so many different things and you haven't actually systematized because you've been trying too many different things. And now that you found the thing that's stuck, it's a great time to put those systems in place so that you can start to see how you can streamline things, how you can automate some things, maybe how you can delegate some things um, and really actually get to that business that you envisioned when you first started, that's bringing in that income and allowing you that flexibility. Yes. You and I are on the same page here. We love helping to set people up for success. So love that so much. So let's dive into the topic now. So do you have a specific example that you can share with everybody about when you made an investment and like how, how that affected you personally? Yeah. And so what your listeners won't necessarily know about me is I am kind of that, you know, I know a lot of people say like, I'm a lifelong learner, learners in my top five strengths of the strength finder. And I, 
went to school and went to school and went to school. So I went and I got a university degree. I got a bachelor of arts. Then I went and I got a postgraduate college diploma. And then I went back and got a master's degree. And then I went back and got another certificate. So I am somebody that is constantly learning. So no surprise that carried over into the online space when I decided to start a business and my background is in sociology. So I had zero knowledge of how to run a business that I would jump right in and try and learn all kinds of things. And what happened was also being new to the online space. I was new to the webinar model and the marketing world and the messaging behind all of those kinds of things. And what happened was I invested in a couple of programs that probably would have been fantastic programs had I been at the point in my business where I was ready for them. But because I went through the webinar and I, you know, got all excited and, and what have you for that program and they allowed me in to the program, right? They took my money before I was even ready. It was a essentially an experience that didn't lead me to getting any kind of results. So then I took another program and then I took another program and the same thing happened. I took several programs where I wasn't quite ready for what it was that they were teaching in the program, but their marketing and the messaging and all the things I kind of got caught up in made me think that this was the thing um, and I, I wasn't at that point in my business yet. And so it's really kind of disappointing. And now I know better right now. I've been in the online space since 2017. I know like all the things that go into marketing and I'm much better at being able to pick and choose what, you know, what I'm right for. Um, but it's, I don't want to, like, I don't want to say the name of the program, but there was, there's a very prominent coach out there and she's trying to teach people how they can take that passion that they have and turn it into like a multi six figure business. And the promises are that this is going to happen within a, a 90 day container, right? And now that I'm in the online space, I know that going from zero to a multi six figure business in a 90 day container is like maybe the rare, rare gem that like one person might do, but it's definitely not the norm. It's definitely not the norm for a mother with children who is also, you know, having multiple other responsibilities but I believed it at the time. And I did all of the work in the program until I got to the point of the marketing. And I just could not keep up with the pace of the way things were coming because I had too many other things on the go. Yeah. Well, I have, I have a couple of different topics I want to talk about there. So first, yeah, people giving you all of these, I don't even know how to phrase it. Like it's kind of like shiny object syndrome with their marketing, if that makes sense. So it's like, they have all of these really grand ideas that you can, um, or grand promises, I guess that you can fulfill during your time in the program. But like you said, like 90 days, that's not realistic. That is not realistic for anybody, unless you're literally working around the clock which is what we see from a lot of people, especially people who are single, who are maybe in their early to mid twenties. They don't have kids. They have time to devote their full day to working nonstop. And that was me before I had kids. Well, I have one son, but prior to having my son, I worked 16 hours a day. I don't even work 16 hours a week now (laughs) because I, I don't have the space to do that. So I think that also brings up just more transparency I think people just need to be more transparent with and be very specific with who this is for and show like a literal breakdown of if you are a mom, maybe this program isn't right for you because you have a lot of other things to do. (laughs) There's no way you can make this happen in 90 days. Or maybe they have a different version of that program that's like six or nine months long so that it gives you more time. It gives you more space to actually get that work done. Um, And that's something 
that I do in my programs, I always vet people to make sure that they're ready because I have been in a similar situation where I invested close to $30,000 in an offer that I was not ready for, but they didn't care. They just wanted my money. Right. And I'm not going to say the name of this person either, because they are very prominent in the world, not just online business, but like the world as a whole. Um, but yeah, like I, I was not ready. Now I may be ready for it, but that was when I was one year into business. I didn't need to learn those things at that point. Um, so yeah, did now you that you're any... ready for it, you're not going to reinvest. Right. So it's no, like, not at all. I was very turned off by that. Yeah. 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 And sorry, God, I was just gonna say, you kind of lost that like their program was fantastic and they were probably really great at the delivery and they're probably could get you that result that they're promised. But now you've kind of lost faith in them, in their product, in their program. And in the fact that they let you in to a program you weren't ready for, there's kind of like, I don't know. It's not like you put them on a pedestal and they've kind of fallen from grace, but you just, you really, that has has happened. (laughs) You lose faith in them. Right. And it's like, okay, well now I don't know if I want to invest in anything else that you have because you, you're not, you're in it for the money, not necessarily for supporting the people in the program. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things when I personally decided to make the move from like being a VA, supporting people as a service provider to coaching, that was one of my big things. I was like, I never want anybody to invest in me unless they're truly ready. Unless I have a conversation with you, I know you're ready to do this because I don't want to take anybody's money who's not ready for it. So I'm just so glad we're having this conversation because it, it's so important. It's so important. Um, Now I want to dive into a little bit more about just, I guess, not specific instances, but like, do you have any overall lessons that you've learned from over-investing or investing before you were ready? A couple of them now. So now I have this thing where I don't care if there's a webinar, fast action bonus. I don't, you know, all of those things I've learned to just kind of let go of that. And I always give myself 24 to 48 hours to consider an investment before I will turn around and sign a contract with someone. So if I get on a discovery call with someone, I never sign right on the call. So I always, I know myself, I'm a people pleaser. I'm, you know, like I am a learner and I know that that part of me can take over rather than the logical part of my brain. That's telling me, you know, this is fantastic, but you're, you know, maybe the next phase of your business or once this, you know, this particular problem is solved, that's your next step. Right. So I now always take, take that step back. And I realize if it's not the right time now, doesn't matter that extra bonus, I won't get the use out of it. Right. You can, I can have all the fast action bonuses in the world, but if that program isn't right for me, then it's an investment that's not necessarily worth my time or my money. So now I'm like, even if I lose out on the fast action bonus, I'm probably still in a better situation of investing in a program when the time is right. And also now I know it's, very, very rarely a one-time deal, right? Everybody's going to relaunch again, whether you have to wait six months or a year. It's not like this opportunity is never going to come along or a similar one that's never going to come along. So I always really like to check in and really get grounded on it. Not just, is this the right next step for me, but is it the right time for me to take this particular step? Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before with like what does your life look like? What season of life are you in? Especially for moms, like right now at the time of recording this, I have about five hours a week to work. Like there is no way I would have time to even invest in another program right now. It just doesn't make sense based on this season in my life. Um, I also wanted to know when you have hopped on those like sales calls or discovery calls with people, have you ever felt pressured or 
um, just kind of felt icky for lack of a better word when you're talking to them? Oh, all, all the time. Um, you know, I know like there's a lot of sales psychology out there. There's a lot of people teaching sales calls and, and I know a lot of people, this is their, their big specialty. But one of the things I'm finding a trend is that they tend to put it back on you that if you don't, you're, if you're not buying into what they're selling, <laughs> if you're not buying into the transformation of the result, they're coming back on you to say, well, you know, basically what is wrong with you that you aren't going to be able to do this, right? Like, um, it doesn't matter if you say it's not the time, then they're going to be like, well, you can always find time for what's important to you. If you say it's about the money, they're going to say, well, if you had a, a sick child, then you would be able to find the money to invest for that. And it, they're trying to like psychologically, you know, I don't want to say manipulate because that's not the right word, but you know, it feels to me, feels like manipulation. They're playing on my emotions to try and get me to invest when there's something inside me, something, you know, a deep, maybe it's women's intuition, right? There's something in there telling me, wait, hold on. Something doesn't quite feel right. And instead of recognizing that and allowing me to work through that, they're pushing at me saying, well, there's gotta be something wrong with you. You're making excuses. I'm not making excuses, right? Like, for example, I was going to register for a different program coming up in September. In our personal life, we have an anniversary, five birthdays. I have a client launching and it's back to school. September is not a good month for me. I don't care. You could tell me I can reprioritize and remanage my time. I'm not going to get out of that program what I need to put into it because I will not be able to devote more than 30 minutes a day. And for most of the programs where I'm at right now, you need to be investing more than 30 minutes a day to get, you know, to be able to do what it is they're asking you to do. And she's like, well, if you had this, that, anything, like, listen, <laughs> it's not the right time, you know, like circle back with me in November or January, but you know, like I have so much going on and I built a business so that I can focus on the five family birthdays that we have in the anniversary and deal with the kids back to school and what, what that's going to look like this year. And like I said, I have a client launching, like, I'm very sorry, but these are the commitments I've made. This one's going to have to wait. And right. And it was, well, if it was important enough to you, well, okay. Then I already know this is not the program for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when I, nothing makes me more upset when people use language like this, like you can find the time, or if this was important enough to you, then you can make it happen. Like some people literally, like you said, don't have the time. They don't have the time. They don't have the space and they don't have the money. Are there ways that we can maybe figure out like ways that they can get money? Maybe we can create a strategy for them to come up with the money to make their initial payment. I don't know. There's a lot of different ways that we can um, look at that, but just in terms of the language that people are using, I'm so glad that you brought that up because it can kind of feel manipulative sometimes and kind of degrading and like all they care about is the money and they don't care about you as a human. So for example, that program that you said you were thinking about joining in September, are you now not thinking about joining it at all because of that conversation you had? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, I feel like it's now it's not the right fit for me. And as we know, there are many people in the online space teaching the same thing. And so now I'm probably going to go and look for somebody else that's teaching the same thing that I can have that conversation with later on that will maybe not try those kind of sales tactics on me or will understand and recognize that as an individual, I know my capacity and yep. I'm not going to get the transformation if I'm already almost at my max capacity right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's more than anything, it's important to find somebody that you resonate with too, to work with, because I'm not sure with this specific 
uh, person? Were you talking to the creator of the program or you were talking to somebody on their sales team? On their sales team? On their sales team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they were likely reading off of a script. I'm guessing it probably, they're probably just trying to reach a quota. I don't know. I don't know who this person is. I don't know what this program is, but that's pretty typical of the online space. And it's really unfortunate. So I'm hoping that we can maybe start a mini revolution just by having this conversation right now and bringing light to these tactics that people are using because they're not working. And I think more than anything, they're just harming not only your ability to sign more clients into these programs, but also the relationships you have with these people. And I'm sure you're going to go tell people that you didn't have a good relationship with this specific person. So that will turn even more people off. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why people don't think about these things before they start to use that type of language and just approach sales from a really gross place. I know. And, and they're also not thinking like long-term, right? If this is their business model and this is their business strategy long-term, and they're not the only ones applying these particular sales tactics, what does that say for the industry? And people are going to start to lose faith in the industry, which means they're going to be less likely to invest in group programs, in courses, in memberships, in whatever model it is, if this is what's happening because they're not ready, they're not going to get the transformation. Therefore, next time something comes up, they're less likely to invest. So it's kind of like you're shooting yourself in the foot long-term because that might work now and it might work for two years, but then eventually people are going to be really, really leery of investing in these types of programs when they've, when they've felt this way and they've had these experiences in the past. Yeah. And I mean, I can personally say that I have had conversations with people who have applied to work with me in my program who have told me those exact same things. They said, I was worried about applying because I didn't know if you were going to talk to me like this other person talked to me when I applied for their program. And I said, I will never talk to you that way. You are a human being and I'm going to treat you like a human being, not a dollar sign. Um, so I, I just truly hope that more people are doing it. And like you said, looking at the long-term, like the longevity of their business, because even if they don't sign that client today, like you said, maybe six months or a year, they will. But if you ruin that relationship from the day that they apply or they hop on a sales call with you, then what? It's over. Yeah. (laughs) You've lost that person and you've probably tarnished your reputation as well. Yeah. People, I don't think people realize how small the online space is. I know it's like, it's global and people are thinking, well, how much bigger can it get? But once you get into the online space, you start to see pockets, right? Of people that know, and they circulate in that same space and they know the person you're talking to, even though they've never met them, they're on the other side of the globe. They know their name, they know their reputation. And so it's really not as big as we think it is. Um, especially the bigger you get, right? Like we're talking about some of these bigger coaching people that are well-known, their reputation is going to be tarnished much quicker because they are well-known. Everybody that that person now talks to is going to know that person. They're going to remember that name and they're going to remember that story that you've told them about your experience. Oh, absolutely. I am in a peer mastermind with um, six and seven figure um business owners in the online space specifically. And some names will come up in that chat at times, people wondering if they should invest in different types of support from people. And people are not afraid to share if it is not a great person to invest in. So I never want to be one of those people that comes up in conversation because you have a group of, I think there's maybe 25 women in there, 25 women hear this specific uh, takeaway or feedback about this person. 
okay, now you have just affected 25 other people too. On top of all of the other people that heard about your reputation from somebody else too. So yeah, it's definitely not, it's not as big as we think, especially like you said, the bigger that you get, the smaller it becomes too, because there's only so many people up at the top and only so many different types of programs that you can invest in to get those like really big shifts and changes in your business. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, for sure. Did you have any, um, other specific feedback maybe you want to share with people just from these lessons that you learned or maybe any tips that they can do to prepare if they do want to, if they are thinking about investing, but maybe they're a little worried about it. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a couple of things that I like to do is I like to really have a look at what I'm doing in my business right now. And what is the one thing that is like either driving me crazy, that's frustrating me that I'm you know, spending a lot of time figuring out, trying to figure out how to make this work. Like there's just one thing that's off and I can't find, you know, put my finger on it. That's the thing that you're going to be wanting to think about. Okay. What can I do to fix this particular problem? Those are the programs you should be seeking out to solve rather than just hopping on every webinar that comes across your newsfeed. Because again, it can be very shiny object syndrome. Like, Oh yeah, I want to create a group coaching program, or I would love to create you know, this type of business model, passive income. Perfect. Sounds fabulous to me. Oh, I want to write an ebook. Like yeah, all these things are coming across your feed and maybe they're great program models for you down the road. But if you take that program now, when you're not ready to implement the things by the time you are ready to write that book, start that group coaching program, a things are going to have changed a little bit. And B, now you've got to go through the material on your own without the support that would have been allocated had you been doing it at the time. So invest in things for where you're at right now, not for three steps ahead of where you want to go, right? Same thing. If you want to run Facebook ads next year or even six months down the road, don't invest in the program now, invest in the program in six months. Because again, as we know, iOS changes, all kinds of things happening. You want to learn how to do it at the time that you're actually ready to go through and build out that Facebook ads campaign or whatever. So that's kind of the first tip. I would want to say something about that. The shiny object syndrome, especially in the beginning for business owners, that's very common because all of these people are telling them to do all of these different things in order to be successful. And in the beginning of your business, that's what you're focused on, focused on making money, being successful. So if Pinterest is the way to do it, and then webinars is the way to do it. And then Facebook ads is the way to do it. You're going to sign up for all of those things because these people are promising that to you. So just take a second, look at what your specific goals are. And then like Kristen said, choose one program that will help you get that specific result. Okay, go ahead. Next yes. tip. <laughs> um, so the next tip is I always, and I never did this at the beginning. So think, keep, keep this in mind, but now what I do when I go to invest in a program is all the testimonials that they have on their page. I will actually look that person up on Instagram or pick we're social media platform of choice, but I am on Instagram most often. And I will look at that person on Instagram and I will see what is it they're doing? What, what kind of lifestyle posts do they have? Do they have a similar lifestyle to me? Do they have kids? Do they not have kids? Are they, you know, like you said, are they in their early twenties? Are they, you know, dealing with the things I'm dealing with now and, and look at their business and look at what it is that they're doing and then think, okay, that testimonial actually does apply to me. I could likely get the same results or 
okay, well, that's fabulous that they got that result, but their lifestyle, it looks quite a bit different than what I'm experiencing right now. And really sift through those testimonials and see if you can find people that match similar traits or, or business types, or like I said, lifestyles that you have, that you can be like, okay, that testimonial, that person speaks to me because I'm in that place. Um, because it's very common for us to see a ton of testimonials across all these different sales pages. And then you buy it. And then you look at those people and well, of course it worked for them because like you said, they were able to put in 18 hours a day and they didn't have all these other things on the go to make this, this thing work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you, I love that tip. So everybody go do that right now. Look at the testimonials, but do you also do that with the people that you're looking to invest in? So whether they're a coach or a consultant, do you go stalk them on Instagram as well? I do. Absolutely. I do. And I have yet to work. So I shouldn't say that in the past 18 months, <laughs> I have not worked with anybody who hasn't been a direct referral from somebody that I know. Um, and so all of the coaches that I invest in now, I have been connected with them by somebody else. So I've spoken with the coach themselves, not a member of their sales team, not their client concierge, not all of these other people. I have had a direct connection with them. We have hopped on a call, a non-sales call just to get to know each other. Then I've stalked them on Instagram. And then when their program opens, that's when I seriously look and consider, but the, all, it's a process again, right? So I, I no longer jump on and buy from people who I've just met. I've connected with them. We've probably had a coffee chat or at very least some back and forth in the Instagram DMs, right? And there's been that connection, that conversation, and then the program gets launched or the mastermind comes up and I get the email invite or, or whatever their process is for opening up their programs. And then I'm like, oh, this person who I've been having this relationship with online for the last four to six months has this thing. And then I start that process of, is it right for me for where I'm at right now in my business? What's my number one struggle? Is this going to help solve that? Looking up the testimonials. And I'm now very intentional about who I invest with. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's, that's a great piece of feedback, especially for people who are in the beginning stages, look at the testimonials, do your research, have actual conversations with the person who is teaching you this content, because I can also say that I have heard there are a lot of people teaching content that they're not creating. They've either stole, stolen it. I mean, honestly, that's what it is from somebody else and repurposed it as their own or they've hired somebody to build that content and then it's branded as their own. So I always suggest, which I didn't know, that was actually something that I recently found out from that mastermind that, it, that I was in. Some really big names, they're not creating their own content. They're hiring people to create it and then just branding it under their name, which I thought was pretty sneaky and I don't love that. So I love what, Quist what Quistin? <laughs> Kristen said here. <laughs> Have a conversation with this person if you can, assuming they're not massive, like the Amy Porterfields of the world. It may be a little bit difficult to have a one on one conversation with her. But if this person is on Instagram, send them a DM, have a conversation with them, talk about what's happening in your life, in your business right now, talk about the struggles that you're facing. And then if they're serious about helping people, they will have a conversation with you about it. They will make sure that you're a good fit about it before you go through an application process, before you hit purchase, all of that. So um, yeah, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Nothing I want to add. It's just funny that you say like the Amy Porterfields of the world, because I think that's all where we start, right? When we first get into online business, we buy the course from the big guru, right? And okay. you know, Amy Porterfield, Stu McLaren, all the big gurus out there. And there comes a time when you finish those courses and you finish those programs and you're like, hmm, 
my business isn't where I wanted it to be. And again, nothing against Amy Porterfield. I have DCA. I've attended her entrepreneur experience, right? I followed her. I listened to her podcast, but when their programs get that big, they can't possibly support every single student in the program, no matter how much they want to try. Like I fully believe Amy wants success for all of her people Mm -hmm. and her programs are just so big that she cannot have that personal connection with each of those people, even with a community manager and mentors in the program. And so now what I do is I, I am at the point, maybe, maybe it's my personality, but like, I want a little bit more attention when I'm doing these kinds of things. And so I will often look at who else is teaching that same concept, who's smaller, who can provide that intimate touch. Now I'm not saying they need to provide one-on-one support, but they can, they recognize me as a participant in their program and they're able to kind of really help me get through any snags I'm coming up against in the program. And so often I don't invest with the big gurus. I look at the other people that are teaching the same thing, online courses or something else that have a much smaller following and they're just as great a transformation from their students, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a great point. I've never thought about it that way, but it's true. Like some of these programs, they have thousands of people in there. So I don't want to say that you're just another number because I don't, I don't truly believe that. I do believe that they want you to get a transformation, but like you said, it's almost impossible to help. It is impossible to help 3000 people at a time and give them that one-on-one feedback and support. Um, so yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up and I love your little trick there of trying to find other people and then going to stalk them to see if they would be a good fit for you. Um, well, and once also, you, Facebook helps because once you click on their, their things, yeah. now Facebook's showing you all the other people. So I don't even really have to do that much research. It's just, I need to engage with an Amy Porterfield post. And all of a sudden I'll get all kinds of other things from Facebook and the algorithm about online courses. Yeah. There's a good hack for everybody right there. <laughs> if you want like funnels, for example, if you see somebody sending you funnel emails, that's a big name, go ahead and click on it. And then you're going to get a ton of other funnel ads popping up in your feed. So that's a really good tip. I do have a just a really random question. When you're thinking about support, do you have a, or investing in general, do you have a preference with the type of support that you get, whether it's like a self-paced program or a group program where you're getting access to that person, but not on a one level or one-on-one support? I'm just curious. And I'm sure other people are curious too. Yeah. My preference now is for very intimate masterminds of like, no more than a dozen people where you do get support from peers that have like, they could be teaching you themselves in that particular area that you might have a question on. Um, And the person who's running the mastermind, you're really getting that hot seat time, or I'm in one right now where we have Voxer access. And so I can send a Voxer to the group and like a bunch of people are replying back. That's where I'm at now. When I first started, I was looking for group programs. So they had the material, right? They had, I needed to consume the content because I had zero idea. And then I needed some support in like a Q and a, a group Q and a style to be able to like get my questions asked and answered. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't need to consume any more content. What I need now is kind of like that sounding board or like I'm a business specialist, not a mindset person. So, you know, like in, in these mastermind groups, I love it when there's mindset people that can challenge me on some of the limiting beliefs that are coming up for me or somebody else who maybe is running Facebook ads and I'm not, and I'm like, I'm thinking of running a Facebook ad and then they can chime in. So now I'm looking for, you know, more of, um, they're more formal than a peer mastermind, but they are not content driven so that I can really get a lot of that support and, you know, I don't know, kind of like a, 
a strategic partner, I guess, in my business without having to hire a full-time strategic partner in my business. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I've noticed the same thing in my business as well. As I've scaled, I want to consume less content unless, I shouldn't say that. I don't mind consuming content if I know that it will get me a specific result. I'm fine with that, but I don't, I'm done with the days of like done for you courses. I I don't want to do that anymore. I also want to have access to people who, whether that's people in a group format, like you said, maybe it's like a peer mastermind or, um, just a coach that you can get access to as well. That that's what I prefer. But again, everybody listening needs to remember we're a little bit further along and those things that have more of that access to not only people, but the coach as well, those are higher ticket items. They, they're not cheap because these people who are coaching you takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of energy for them to do that. So my suggestion, and Kristen, let me know if you agree with this, is in those beginning stages of business, I don't think it's necessarily bad to start with some like done for you programs that are maybe under a thousand dollars. Maybe they have payment plans so that you can get some different elements set up to get you closer to that goal. And then once you start to maybe generate more revenue from the content you've learned in that program, then you can take that revenue and invest it in either a group program or a mastermind. Do you agree with that? I do. I think you want the foundational elements in there. You want to be able to take it at your own pace, especially if you're new to the online world and you have never worked ConvertKit, you have never worked Dubsado. You like, you need time to be able to kind of go in and play with the system as you're learning. Um, and then once you have the elements and you understand like what a leap magnet is, what a funnel is, right? All of these terms are brand new when you get into the online space. And then now it's like lingo, like second language, but you forget until you're talking to people that aren't in the online space, that these are terms you had to learn. And once you get that foundation, right, you have the terminology, you know, the basis of the online space and kind of the different models out there, then you can look at which one do I think is right for me or which one do I want to, you know, go, which direction do I want to go right now in my business? And then invest in that group coaching program for that particular direction you want to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know that this podcast isn't necessarily like strategy focused, but I do think we talked about a lot of strategy (laughs) just because it was just hard not to with two strategists on a call. It's really hard not to, but I think it was really helpful for everybody not to only hear our own experiences with over-investing and just kind of saying it's normal. So if you've done it, don't feel bad about it. Everybody does it. I feel like at one point in their life, they buy things that they don't need because of shining object syndrome. They invest in things too early. Take it from me. I invested $30,000 in something that I should not have invested in. Um, But more importantly than anything, like Kristen said, when you are thinking about investing, I want you to think about the long-term vision for your business, for your life, and choose that one specific goal that you want to reach and then make the investment. Um, and that specific program or offer, whatever that looks like. Do you have anything else that you want to share with everybody before we hop off or any lessons or anything? Yeah, I guess the thing is to really kind of trust in yourself and your knowledge, because I know it's so easy for us to turn to others who are further along in the online space and know better and think that they know what's better for us. Um, but really we know where we're at. We know what we need. We internally, innately, we know what type of support we're looking for. And so stick to that, know that, and then seek out that support rather than getting caught up in what everybody else is telling you, you should be doing, because it can get very noisy in your head. (laughs) So trust that you do know you, you don't know the answer, but you know what you need. Um, and then find the person to support that particular need. Yes. Love that. That's such 
Such great advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. And where can people stalk you online if they want to hear more about you or even just get support from you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can stalk me on Instagram. I'm at Kristen.Westcott on Instagram. Um, I'm also on Facebook too. So I don't really do a whole lot on Facebook except on my own personal timeline. So if you want to be friends, you can send me a Facebook friend request on it on uh, Facebook and we can chat there. Perfect. Love this. Thank you again so much for being here. And I hope that everybody learned a ton from this episode. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful to talk about this because like you said, it's not a common topic in the online space right now. Yep. I completely agree. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.